0: Welcome to A Walk in My Stilettos, where our goal is to help you walk in your greatness. I'm your host, Makini Smith. Hey, faith walkers! thank you for joining us in the A Walk in My Stilettos podcast, where we have conversations with amazing women that are letting us step into their shoes. I help women to strengthen their resilience muscle, own their stories, and conquer their fears so they can reach their goals. I get inspired when I see another woman succeeding, but what interests me more is her backstory and her mindset on how she got there. So today's guest is about to bless us with her testimony, and since you're already here, you may as well subscribe. Today we have Michelle Sprott. She's the creator of Brunch Nista, the online destination for all things brunch and lifestyle. She created Brunch Nista because she wanted a space to share her love for all things she's passionate about. Cooking, eating, fashion, home decor, friendship, and fellowship. And Michelle's return to New York birthed the concept of brunch as more than a merger of meals, but as a behavior. She's a connoisseur of beauty products and she's earned her stripes at noteworthy brands like Vincent Longo, MAC, and Makeup Forever. So please welcome to the show, Michelle Sprock.
1: Hey guys, how are you? (laughs) <laughs> Thank you hey for joining us. babes. As I usually <laughs> say, hey, brunch babes.
0: <laughs> hey, brunch babes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Michelle, for agreeing to come on and share your story with us.
1: Of course. My pleasure.
0: So I love to start the show with an icebreaker question because I believe that as women, we have all these different titles that we go by, but a title that's not given enough significance is our name because our names have meaning. So every time someone says your name, they're declaring that meaning to you. So I would love to know, Michelle. Do you know what your name means?
1: I I think I looked it up a while ago, and I think it means one with God or something of that nature. I think yeah, who with who God is like God. Yep. Yeah, who is like yep. God? Because I it's love the, it. The male, it's the female version of Michael, which is a name of one of God's names. So yeah, love it. I did know that.
0: Yes, awesome. Right. So every time someone says your name, they're declaring that to you, girl, so own it.
1: Yeah, I never thought of it that way, but okay, (laughs) I'm definitely going to put that one in my back pocket for sure.
0: (laughs) So I love to start at the beginning before we get to where you are now. So tell us, Michelle, what did you want to be when you were a little girl? Oh, I wanted to be everything. (laughs) I used to tell
1: my mom I wanted to be a hairdresser. Um, But being from a Caribbean background, she was like, no, (laughs) I I was always fighting to be this creative in a household that was like, no, you're going to be like a doctor or something. And I was always like, no, I want to be in advertising and no, I want to do this. And my mom would be like, no, you're going to be a doctor or you're going to be, you know, a lawyer or one of those things that Caribbean people of my mother's generation placed a lot of value in. Mm-hmm. Um. So I did go to school and I did study biology. And um, up until college, I thought I was going to go to do- dental school. So I studied. I majored in biology, chemistry, with a minor in psych. And, and then I realized that that's not what I wanted to do. I think <laughs> I had a, an internship at a dental office, and I passed out in the dental office. I was oh. like, "That's a sign. I shouldn't <laughs> be doing this." Um. But yeah, so I came home and I just tried different things. I worked so many different places in so many different fields, but a lot of it was retail and retail based. Mm-hmm. So working for J. Crew, Kate Spade, um, Mac Cosmetics, yeah, I just worked for a lot of retail companies, and so that kind of pushed me into uh, the creative space a little bit, and also being in New York, so. Finally, I, you know, decided to lean into that creativity a little bit more and kind Mm -hmm. of start Brunch Nista, taking a little bit of all the things that I had learned at the retailers that I had worked for, the high-end retailers. You know, I worked for Ralph Lauren and... Kate Spade. And I always remembered working at Kate Spade thinking like, I love this stuff that she has. If anyone's familiar with Kate Spade, she does like a lot of kitschy, like eat cake for breakfast bags and Mm. her boxes. Like we used to put stuff in boxes and they were pretty and they had gold foil and papers and ribbons. And like, I just was, so into that. And I remember, you know, doing that and saying, I want to have that for myself one day. Also working at Ralph Lauren would worked at the mansion here in New York. And if anybody's been to the mansion, you know, the type of service and the type of class that just embodies that whole Ralph Lauren experience. It's people, kids being served graham cracker cookies on silver trays, <laughs> women giving champagne. And, you know, so just being exposed to that in, that, in those type of environments just kind of like um, shaped me. But also like just growing up in that my mom was very much that type of person who, you know, had to have the best china and had to have the best home furniture and had all these plants and You know, so I think it was a convergence of all those things that birthed um, a little baby brunch in me. (laughs) And so I was like, I'm going to take all the things that I love and that are parts of me and I'm going to throw it into all of this. Because initially I was like around a lot of women who started brands and I was like, I want to do something. I want, you know, well, I I should say I have a lot of friends who are influencers and so Mm I was like, I want to do something, but I don't want it to be, I don't want to be an influencer. Right. And so I sat on Brunch nisa for a while, but then, you know, I had all these ideas about travel and I wanted to do home decor and I wanted to do food and it all seemed like it should be separate. But then it started to really come together under Brunch Nista once I started it. And so that's where we are today. So it's a little bit of all the things that I am and love and I threw it all into Brunch Nista and here we are.
0: I love it. I love it. You know, when you were telling the story about your mother, I was like, "Wow, she sounds like mine." First of all, um, <laughs> so, when they, so when you say that you, you know, you wanted to be a hairdresser when you were younger, and your mom Caribbean background was like, "Nope." First question, I'm going to say, where, where in the Caribbean is your your mom uh, from? Well, I call it Caribbean Light because it's
1: really, I always say it's Caribbean Light because it's not like one of the major islands. But my mom is from Aruba. Okay. so it's a very Dutch influenced island with a lot of Spanish. It's very it's very different from your typical island, Um, but it is it is very Caribbean. Um, It is. I've been there. I
0: love Aruba. Yeah. So, you know,
1: everyone speaks Dutch, but then we speak this dialect called Papumentu. And then, you know, it's very Americanized. So it's like a hodgepodge of all everything.
0: Mm hmm. So I've had a few women who have come on the show and shared when they were little that they wanted to be certain things and their parents wouldn't allow it. So Mm -hmm. I always find it interesting based on our parents' background, you know, I guess them having this vision for their children's lives of what they want them to be and not Mm -hmm. necessarily allowing them that creativity. But then you also, for yourself, still turned out to be in this creative space anyway, you know, to, to use your gifts. So I always find that interesting. So what has your journey been like for you since starting your company? Like, has that changed anything for you in terms of, you know, whether it be your mindset or how you view life or even the tangible things, I guess? It
1: hasn't really changed. What I do know is that I've begin to lean into more of who I am and the experiences that, I've, that have shaped me and the mm-hmm. stories that have come out of that. And I know, that is like my biggest my biggest weapon of authenticity because only I'm the only person that has those stories, right. even though they're very similar and people can relate. That is what makes Marchenista very special and very um unique. It's because it's a part of my journey and my life that I'm sharing, and mm-hmm. so that's something that can't be duplicated. And I I think it took me. A while to lean into that because I was thinking like, oh, well, maybe thinking that no one would care or this isn't interesting to anyone but me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so putting it out there and seeing people gravitate to it and, you know, feel comfortable and building a community around it has been very interesting and also gives me more confidence to kind of lean into the unique individual that I am and, and the gifts that I have
0: to share. Absolutely. I know, you know, being an entrepreneur, especially in this season, I mean, we're, I'm going to say we're blessed in a sense compared to, you know, some of the people who have lost their jobs in this season and are, I guess, in a position where they don't know how to create something new, uh, you know, in order to serve, to make a living, to do those things. And with the pandemic and all the other things that are happening in this season, like how do you stay motivated?
1: You know what, I, I, it's not a motivation thing. And I think that's really important. Like, I think once you start doing something that you were meant to do, it just comes to you. And I know that sounds so frivolous, and it sounds so cliche. But I was telling, speaking with my friend yesterday, and I literally work on brunch, Nisa, from the time my my eyes open in the morning to the time I close them at night. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly working at it. And it doesn't feel like work. I know it's work and it it takes energy, but I don't feel exhausted. Like I get up some days and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do anything brunch needs to today, but that can't happen because it's so <laughs> much a part of my life. You know, like I end up doing something or, you know, some way, somehow it just, it's all interconnected. And so I think like you've always heard people say all the time When you're doing something that you love, it doesn't feel like work. And I'm not going to say it doesn't feel like work because I definitely am working. But that heaviness of working, like when I was working for someone else Mm -hmm. or working in an office, that heaviness of working, it just feels different. It's a different feeling maybe I had felt bogged down by the work before and now I feel lighter when I work. Cause I'm mm-hmm. getting the ideas out. I'm getting the things, you know, all the things that are bottled up inside of me, I'm getting it out. And so it feels like work, but it definitely feels lighter or it, it lifts me in some way. I don't know if that makes sense.
0: It makes total sense to me. I mean, <laughs> I, I truly believe, like I've been an entrepreneur for almost 11 years. So I truly believe like when you're passionate about something, you get up every day and you work towards your goals and to, you know, creating and putting things out there into the world. And it, it doesn't necessarily, like you said, feel like heavy work. And it's not Mm -hmm. anything like a nine to five. It's definitely a 24 (laughs) seven.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. You you eat,
0: sleep and breathe your business because you're passionate.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like I woke up this morning, the first thing I'm like emails and stuff. I know that's bad, but and last night before I went to bed, it was like emails and organizing my thoughts and putting them down on paper and deciding. And then I think the reward is also that I actually am in control of what happens. And so Mm -hmm. if I don't, if I decide that I don't want to do this thing today, like I'm the only person responsible for that. But on the flip side, I was also complaining yesterday. I'm like, I have to think of every single decision. (laughs)
0: Like,
1: does it get an orange cap? You know, does it get gold writing? I mean, it's like every little thing I have to decide. So sometimes that is, you know, annoying that I have to do all these little things where at a company, I was doing just a fraction of those things, but. You know, for me now, I'm PR, I'm product development, I'm taste testing. I'm like, it's everything. And so
0: right.
1: it's fun work, though, I must say. It's fun. <laughs> like, you know.
0: So tasting, what inspires you, know, you the most pancake about it?
1: it. Uh, just to know that I'm building something and I'm doing it on my own and I'm building it from, from nothing. And I'm, you know, even the days that I get discouraged, you know, I'll wake up and I'll see that somebody purchased something. And I'm like, oh. If somebody mm-hmm. is paying attention, you know, <laughs> or I'll get a call to do a podcast like, oh, okay. You know, like it's mm-hmm. just those little things that happen throughout my week and my day that are like, Michelle, keep going, keep pushing, don't give up, you know. And so mm-hmm. I've already seen what I could do if I just focus and I put my mind to it and I put my energy in there. So it's it's just interesting or I'm excited to see what, you know, what's on the other side.
0: Mm-hmm. So what advice would you give to a woman who's afraid to start or to take that next step in her business? Just, just do it. Just yeah. do it. I know
1: it sounds <laughs> so simple and it is so simple. Um, you just literally have to put one foot in front of the other mm-hmm. every single day. That's all it is. Like it's the making a decision to do or not to do. And every
0: day you should, you should make the decision to, to do something, one thing, you know, I know, you know, you said it it sounds simple. And I guess when, like us, because we're in it, we know that, you know, just doing it, it's, it's not that simple, but it is, it's simple, or simply just taking action. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people are Mm -hmm. so in their head about it. They're overthinking what they should do or trying to make it perfect. What people are going to say or think, just take action. You're not going to get any results if you don't take any action.
1: Yeah. I think that's so important because I was stuck in that place a long time as well. It's important to, you know, let everybody know that I had the idea for Brunch Nisa for like 10 years, Wow, you know, or eight years before I actually did anything with it. Um, and I was wow. one of those people like I was one of those people who were like, "Well, I don't have a logo and I don't have this and I don't have that <laughs> and I don't have this and I don't have the Instagram account. And I don't have this and I don't have that." That's why you know, I already had the website. People were like, "Oh my gosh, Brunch Nisa, like it's it's fairly new I started it in t- 2017, but I had the domain name since like 2008."
0: Mm-hmm. So when I
1: like, you know, got on Instagram and stuff, people were like, "Oh, you you found the name?" I'm like, "I've always had the name." <laughs> you know, like It it wasn't something I had to go find. I had the name. I had the domain name. I had the Instagram page. I had the Facebook page. You know, I had it all already. But, you know, I was sitting on it because just talking myself out of it. Like, no, don't do it. And this and that and the other and just -hmm. dumb stuff, you know, like. It all it took was me posting a picture on Instagram and then another one and then another one and then putting my website together and then posting on my website. And then, you know, it just started like tumbleweed after that, then adding merchandise and then doing interviews and buying business. I mean, it all came as I started to put one foot in front of the other. And mm-hmm. so like, I know there are women out there but are like, you know, questioning themselves. And I always say that I get it. That's part of the journey. Part of the journey is you kind of, you know, going back and forth between should I or should I not? Should I or should I not? But the journey begins when you start to put one foot in front of the other and you actually start doing it.
0: Absolutely. I love that you even broke that down because just starting where you are with what you have right now is so important. Sitting there and overthinking and thinking you need, like you said, the logo and the Instagram and all these things, it becomes overwhelming. Um, oh my and gosh! Then, you know you oh <laughs> the whole paralysis. I'm the queen <laughs> of overthinking. I am the
1: queen of over. I'm telling you, I sat on brunch Nisa for eight years. I am the queen of overthinking. But in that overthinking, I was jotting down ideas and concepts mm-hmm. and stuff, you know. And I had notebooks, you know, my notes full of what I would do if I started and how it would look and what I wanted to feel like, taste like, smell like, look like. And of course, that has changed a lot of the things, you know, but that was the start of it. And so as you grow, you'll, you know, you'll be able to tweak it. And the best thing about about it is you're the CEO. So you can make the decisions. If that's not the direction yeah. you want to go in anymore, <laughs> it's always okay to just pivot. Like, Absolutely. it's fine. You know, so just start, you know, like when I started Brunch Nisa, I didn't, didn't have a clear concept. Like I had concepts, but I didn't really know what it is. And even after the pandemic, I'm like, okay, well maybe we need to switch and maybe we need to do, try something a little bit different. So mm-hmm. I I love that part of it, you know, like being flexible and being able to say, okay, this is not working, you know, let's try something else.
0: Hmm. So what other adversities have you had to experience to get to where you are today?
1: Oh my goodness. What <laughs> Life is filled with <laughs> adversities. I mean... You name it, you know, self-doubt, lack of fun, you know, o- overthinking. I mean, the every, every adversity that every woman, I believe, has, I've had it. And so it's just, like I said in the beginning, it's kind of like finding the story in those adversities and finding the things that you use to overcome and making that a part of your brand. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, I have heartbreak dur- during, you know, trying to run a ba- business, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's I all can in relate. there. <laughs> it's all in there. Like, like we all have this, like, pretty much, you know, it's like one of those memes that you see, like, I was today years old, when I found out we all had the same mom, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and all black people do the same thing. It's like, it's the same thing. It's like, you're today years old, when you learn, all women have challenges when they're, they're doing their business. But that, is not the end of the story, right? right it's the beginning. Right. And so you use those challenges and the ways that you've overcome to add weave it into your story and make your story even more powerful. And you keep going. You keep <laughs> it's, going.
0: It's funny you say that. I had a woman in my DMs the other day and she was like, you are absolutely brilliant. And I was like, why? So, you know, I went through a breakup uh, at the end of 2019 and I had a very public relationship for two years. And I decided to, I guess, publicly announce that, We were broken up in January, and then I started doing my own healing. But in that process, I made all of that a part of the brand, a part of the teachings. And then when I discovered that you know I attract narcissists and these guys want to you know control and take advantage. I started doing lives and she's like, You made a course out of how not to date a narcissist. She's like, How she's oh like, God. You are brilliant. I, <laughs> I did the same thing last
1: year. I dated a narcissist and it completely threw my whole life off track. I felt like mm-hmm. but it was, you know, like I said, it was part of it. It's part of, part it of was the journey. part of it. And so yeah, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep moving. That's and right. And
0: that's it. That's all. That's it and that's all. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> so have you had any coaches or mentors that have helped you along the way? I can't really say
1: no. I haven't had any coaches or mentors, but what I like I did say, um I did have a lot of friends who were influencers. I always joke and say before I became um I don't consider myself an influencer, but I had I was al- always influencer adjacent. So mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends who are very public figure. Well, not public figures, but in the world of Instagram, they are. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I've been around them and I've seen what they've done and how they cope. And we talk and we, you know, exchange ideas. So that has been helpful. Um, I There's guess the peer peer-to-peer. Yeah, yeah. peer to Right. The peer-to-peer has been super helpful for me because then I get to see where they've gone and how they've been able to navigate. And so Mm -hmm. me coming behind, is almost like they kind of opened the door for me a little bit and I was Mm -hmm. able to come through. That has been definitely helpful for me.
0: Awesome. So, you know, as a woman who is building a business and you wear these multiple hats, and like you said, you go through breakups, you go through life. How does Michelle take care of Michelle? What does your self-care routine look like?
1: My self-care routine is giving myself permission to shut it all down i think in the age of social media i feel like people feel the need to constantly be on and constantly posting and constantly present in the audience, in their audience's face i take a different route to that and i will literally sh- not post for like a month if i feel like that's what i need at that mm-hmm. moment and I think it's really important to step, you know, to be able to step away and clear your head and then come back right. for me. Uh, self-care for me, obviously, I consider brunch to be a form of social self-care. And so hanging out with my girlfriends, you know, going out to eat, making a meal, massage. I love to walk around in the mall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's also really big <laughs> for me. I'm I'm dying right now because I haven't been to a mall in months. Um, but You know, I just give myself if it means that like I right before this, I took a nap. You know, like I give myself to be as leisurely and as possible when I feel like it.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And I just don't put any parameters on that for myself.
0: Um, If if
1: it's 10 o'clock in the morning and I feel like taking a nap, I'll take a nap.
0: Yes, girl. No,
1: I can't take a nap because (laughs) I just woke up. No, you know, I listen to my body. If my body says, girl, take a little. 45 minute nap, then that's what I'm going to do. Or if it's like, girl, go get that ice cream at Cold Stone. That's what I'll do. (laughs) Yeah, I'll get a kid's cup, you know, (laughs) I'll get a kid's cup or I love Popeye's It'll be like, "Mm, you want Popeye's today. And I'll be like, okay, but it'll be a kid's meal, but I'll get it. So just not denying myself any of the things that I like to do that bring me joy. I make sure that I step into that and lean into those things and not overindulge, but you know just making sure that i'm mindful of these are the little things in my life that make me happy and i want to keep them around even in moderation if it's in mm-hmm. moderation so like shopping and hanging out and just even taking a drive just going and taking a drive you know maybe 5 miles away for like like i said like an ice cream it's like okay mm-hmm. that's that's a part of self that's a part of self care for me
0: i love all of that and i love how you're aware enough you know to to give yourself that space and time to rest and restore you know and unplug from social media and even to to grant yourselves the things that bring you joy you know some people will be like you know what i shouldn't have the ice cream or I shouldn't. No. But you're like, "No, I am not that, that, that makes that me percent. happy." <laughs> no, nope, I am.
1: Listen, I am not that person. My friends will tell you. I will eat Popeye's 3 times a week.
0: Um, but you know, like I said, in
1: moderation. Like I get kids meals when I go cuz I'm like, that's what I like and that's what I want right. and that's what I'm going to do. Like right. my friends always tease me. They're they laugh at me. They're like, "Every time we come over here, we feel like we stepped into the 1990s because I like binge-watch A Different World and Girlfriends and mm-hmm. Soul Food." Like you know, like I'll sit here and watch those episodes like they just came out yesterday. Um, <laughs> that's fine for me. That's what I like. And so, that you know, if, it, if I'm having a bad day, I'll turn on an episode of a different world and sit and watch the whole season.
0: That makes me happy. That's my self-care. Mm-hmm. I love it. Especially the nap part because I'm an avid napper and my friends used to make fun of me and call me an old lady. I'm like, listen, I am 40. I will own it. But if I need a nap, if my body says you've been working hard, you need a nap, I will take a nap. So I love how you said, listen, Listen. if it's 10 o'clock in the morning, I need a nap. I'm going to take a nap.
1: If it's, if it's 9am and I need a nap, uh, but I wake up really early. So I right. wake up like 530. I wake, sometimes I wake up, my wake up time is like 330 ish four.
0: Wow. Okay. um, so
1: my day starts really early. So I'm mindful of the fact that, you know, Hey, like you've been up like by the time mm-hmm. now I've been up from, you know, a couple of hours or I'll even force myself to go back to sleep. If I feel like, Oh, you, you, if that's too early, you don't have anything to do today. Just lay back down, but clean mm-hmm. nap. I love it.
0: Love it. Love it. Okay, so I have a complete random question, which I love to ask every woman that comes on the show, because I came across this article on the Reader's Digest. And it basically says, you know, it lets you know what your favorite type of shoe says about your personality. So I would love to know, Mm. Michelle, what is your favorite type of shoe? Is it like a high heel boot, a running shoe, a stiletto, pumps, flip flop, flats, clogs? I don't know. (laughs)
1: favorite shoe oh that's so hard because shoes are like my the thing like i'm just like really weird (laughs) about
0: shoes
1: that may they that there may be something in that itself like uh shoes and not my fave thing to like shop i love to shop but i like buy like 40 outfits before i buy one pair of shoes like shoes are just always that thing for me where i'm like oh i gotta buy shoes um But I always buy heels. Like I always say, I live for this fantasy life that I actually really, you know, don't really have. Um, <laughs> so whatever, whatever I buy something, it's like a dress. It's never like a pair of sweats or, of, you know, something mm-hmm. to. So it's always it's always going to be a
0: heel. It's always going to be high. Would um, it be like pumps, stilettos, wedges, high heel boots? Definitely.
1: Like? Uh, It's
0: probably a stiletto. Okay. stiletto with like the peep toe kind of? Yes. I, okay. I love a good peep toe. Yeah. All right. So oh. you pumps. All right. So yeah. You're a boss woman. Pump fans are boss women. So be honest, pump fan. You're a total girl boss and you know it. You're competitive, resolute and intimidating to those who can't keep up with your pace. This is the most mature of all the shoes. It's someone who's caring, efficient and powerful. They are usually in a leadership role, and when everything is falling down around you, everyone will turn to the pump woman and say, "What now?" And then the pump will step in and kick ass and take care of business. Sounds accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> so tell the people where they can stay connected with you online before we go to the final segment.
1: Um. So I'm French Nisa. Like I said earlier, I got all I got all the handles. So French Nista on Facebook. <laughs> brunch nista on instagram brunch nista um brunchneista on the web worldwide web mm-hmm. um and brunch i think that's it oh brunch nista on twitter yeah all brunch right nista cross crossball handle yeah
0: so i will definitely have all of your links in the detail section so they can click and connect with you directly they won't have to search too far and for the final segment of the show, it's called A Walk in Her Wisdom. And I just ask a couple reflection questions and you share the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. All right. Name a book that has changed or greatly impacted your life. Probably um Maya Angelo. I know why the cage bird per, uh, I know why the cage bird sings. Mm, okay. Um, yeah. What failure has taught you the most about life? Or do you have a favorite failure?
1: Failure has taught me resilience, actually. Mm. Just, you know, has taught me that that's just a part of the story, right? Failure is just one little part of the movie. It's like the mm-hmm. opening credits or like the middle of the movie or the end, you know, the, the the end. But then, you know, there's always something else after
0: that. So that's what failure has taught me. But it's mm. not the end of the story. Absolutely. If you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say and why? These are hard.
1: Um, <laughs> I don't know. It would probably be something like a biggie lyric because I'm from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, spread love is the Brooklyn way, probably. Love you know, it. I love Brooklyn. I'm a total Brooklyn girl. I live, eat, breathe, sleep Brooklyn. Yeah,
0: so it will probably okay. Brooklyn in love. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, name one of the most worthwhile investments that you've ever made. And that could be, you know, an investment of money, time, energy. I'm not that good with money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, time, I guess investing in my, I mean, investing in myself, I, I guess, and mm-hmm. investing in my brand and then, you know, believing in that and, you know, being able to, to, you know, take what I had and use what I had. Yes, yeah, so I guess it's investing in myself. That's a big one.
0: That's a really big one. And funny enough, I've had a lot of women actually answer that question with the same thing. Because when we invest in ourselves, you know, you're, you're investing into your future, into your legacy, you're investing into the people that are around you, because the better you become, or the better off you become, the better you are in your relationships, and the better you are in your ability to serve and your ability to connect. So I love that. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, what new belief, behavior, or habit has improved your life in the last five years?
1: Mind your business. Mm. <laughs> and I mean that in the most, you know, in the most, you know, petty way and the real way. Like, <laughs> if that doesn't have anything to do with you, you don't mm-hmm. need to be worrying about that.
0: Mm-hmm. And I have to tell
1: myself that every single day. Like, does that concern you? How does that impact your life? Cause I have a tendency to kind of get involved in probably things I shouldn't be involved in, you know, because I think every, well, I don't know everyone, but I have a tendency to run away from the things that I know I should be doing by involving myself in other things. And mm-hmm. so like right before I started Brunch Nisa, I was involved in something very similar, an organization, very similar to the, some of the missions that I have for Brunch Nisa. But yeah, like stop running away from what you need to be doing by involving yourself in other people's situations and other people's problems and other people's organizations like mind your own business and mind the
0: business that minds you yes yeah. <laughs> yes girl you know it's funny i was i, I was on a, a conference zoom yesterday and some of the ladies were complimenting me on my skin and on top of the fact that I just had a facial, but I was like, this is, this is years of minding my own business. Like yeah, I am legit, yeah. like queen of minding my own business. I yeah. I, <laughs> I have a male friend of mine. He's like, you don't care about nothing. I'm like, it's not that I don't care yeah. because I have a really big heart and I love to serve and yeah. I love to, to find solutions for the women in my community and the women that are, I'm going to say, the woman that you know God has placed in my life to serve, but when it comes to people's drama, people's business, who's doing what, mm-hmm. I don't care. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, girl. Yeah, okay. I had
1: a, I had a, I had a point where I was very involved in my friends' lives and their, you know, business. Like, but it was just like. As I start to get older, I'm just like that is not concern you, mind your business and mm-hmm. keep it moving. And now all that energy that I was saying, like in their business and in their situations and worried about them and what they were doing, I focus on brunch nista.
0: Yes. I put,
1: you know, and that actually has a better return than minding people's business that doesn't, you know. Mhm.
0: What we focus on grows. People, people Mm -hmm. don't realize that all that energy they put into other people's business, you know, worrying about what people are doing or saying or how they're living. If they took that same energy and concentrated it on their purpose and their passion, how much that would actually flourish. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely
1: have learned that along the way.
0: What have you become better at saying no to in the last Five years. And that could be well, distractions, invitations, family. A pro at
1: saying no. <laughs> you know, I was all I've never had a problem, you know, being like, No, I don't want to do that. So I think I've just like I said, I it's it, it, it kind of bridges to the other question. It's kinda like, you know, making sure that I am doing what I need to do and not using my energy to solve other people's problems and to be in other people's drama. Like mm-hmm. I'm saying no to them and more yes to me.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. What do you wish women would do more of?
1: I wish they would be a little bit easier on themselves. You know, like we go through a lot. We face a lot. We have a lot of obstacles, but we're so resilient and amazing. I wish we would give ourselves more credit for that. You know, even during the failures, I think that's the hugest time that we feel like at our worst and we just can't seem to pull it together Mm
0: -hmm. I think
1: we don't give ourselves enough credit you know I want to I want to see us just celebrate each other and ourselves more it's so hard for sometimes for women to be like yeah you know what I did that you know I Mm -hmm. think now you know more so the newer generation is better at you know boasting and bragging but um you know, for the women who are like nearing forty, it's kind of hard for us to be like, "I'm dope, I did it." You know, and we have the receipts. You know, mm-hmm, the younger mm-hmm. ones don't even have that many receipts, but they're like, <laughs> "Yeah, I'm." The, I, 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 I. Yep. Um, but yeah, like we've been through a lot. We're here. We're still kicking. We're striving. We're doing amazing things. We're giving them a great blueprint to come behind. So. I think we should just be easier on ourselves and give ourselves, you know, celebrate ourselves a little bit more.
0: Love it. Okay. Last but not least, what impact do you want to have in the world?
1: Oh, I want to make it beautiful with pink and brunch. <laughs> 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 no, I um, you know, even in saying like before, I was saying like you know, involving my myself in drama and and that I think friendship and my love of people and my love of serving and my love of bringing people together over food and, you know, making sure that we're bonding and we're checking in with each other and making sure that in those, you know, in those moments where we're not feeling our best, Mm -hmm. that your friends are there to um, remind you that how dope you are. So I want that legacy. And I think I'm doing a pretty good job of it, of being that person who reminds my friends that, Hey girl, you're dope. You're amazing. We're amazing, and we're gonna get through it. And um let's ride out.
0: Yes, and eat, love eat really and, good food and, and, <laughs> real,
1: and eat really good food and look really <laughs> cute while doing it. I love Even it. Even if
0: we're not feeling like on the inside, we're just gonna <laughs> do it anyway. I love it. Wow. Thank you, Michelle, for taking the time to join us. I truly appreciate you.
1: Of course, my pleasure. It was great. Thank you. <laughs> It's a nice um,
0: pause in my day. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. And to all of you Faith Walkers out there, until next time, subscribe on all platforms. And don't forget to rate the show and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Join the community of Faith Walkers and sign up for our weekly newsletter at awalkommystilettos.com. And be sure to grab one of my personal development books available online everywhere. And if you could think of one person that would receive value from Michelle's testimony, please share it with them. Feel free to screenshot this week's episode and you can tag us on Instagram. You can tag at brunch and you can tag myself at the real McKinney Smith and continue to walk in greatness in your stilettos in a manner worthy of your calling.